Hi everyone, welcome to the Classic Gaming Podcast. I'm Robert Ringer. I'm Robert Ringer. <laughs> That's Jay Totoro. Oh um, my god. That was Blake Corey. Hi. Uh, like, the frog there? That was... Yay! This is, this is going to be good, I can already tell. That intro music was by Alone in the Chaos. <laughs> today's, <laughs> today's date is September 10th. Hope you guys are doing all right. I hope we're doing okay. I can't really tell yet. I think we're doing good. Woo. Woo. I guess we can speak. You guys doing good? Sounds like you are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Doing good. News. News time. Okay. Oh, wow. That was uh, rude. Okay. <laughs> How are you doing? All right. Well, it's time for news. Let's move on. Uh... Anything exciting happened in the past two weeks? Uh, they're making a Majora's Mask sequel, and so uh, no, they're making part exciting. three. And uh, they ha- are officially going to remove Ocarina of Time from the list of games. So, what list is this? Uh, this is the list of video games. It's a website. <laughs> list of video games dot org. Actually, I think there's a hyphen. I think it's list of hyphen games. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. News. Like I said, uh, there's a gog still going on right now. It may be over by the time I get this up, unfortunately, but uh, if it's not, then go check out the sale, because there's a sale in that case. They got good games for cheap. Uh, I bought one so far, and I don't... Oh, it was Simon the Sorcerer. I got that one the other day. Uh, I think it's only going on to this Sunday, which would be the 11th, 12th, 14th, something like that. I don't know. Uh, other news, the Gabriel Knight, uh, the remake of, of uh, the classic Gabriel Knight game, a point-and-click adventure, uh, is supposedly coming out on September 29th. That's been in the works for a little while. You may have heard something about it. Nope. Um, no? Yeah, you didn't hear anything about it? No. Well, they're doing it. Okay. They're doing it. <laughs> it was it was, it was a Kickstarter. Okay. And uh, that's kind of where... You know, it kind of they started kind of stirring up interest, and then it was successful, of course. And Gabriel Knight, like I said, is an old. It's it's a really famous point and click adventure game. It was made by Sierra. I have not played that one yet. I do own it. I plan on playing it soon. Maybe I'll maybe I'll play it for when the re uh the the remake comes out. Basically, the remake uh is like updated graphics, that kind of stuff. Right. New voiceovers. Um, I heard I, I've heard that they've made some actual gameplay changes. Uh, some of which are okay and some of which some people have had some problems with. We'll see. We'll see how that turns out when it comes out. But that's, so, uh, GOG has two different things listed on their website. On, on one blog post, they said, uh, it's coming out September 29th, but on the actual game, the actual, the page, the actual page for the game, it says October 9th or something. It's coming out sometime around there. But that's on the horizon. Um, another game that's getting a, uh, an, uh, Another old classic game that's getting a re-release is you guys. All right, we're gonna play a game. And you have to guess what the clues are. Here are the clues, and you have to guess what the game is. Are you ready? No. Sure. All right. Okay, Ice. Maybe not. Here are the clues. Ice. Windale. Yes. <laughs> wow. First guess. It's yeah, call me the best. Ice Windale is. Uh, it's called the Enhanced Edition. That's a very popular series. Like, seriously, yeah. it's a incredibly popular series. Yeah, very popular series. Um, they're they're not actually 
uh, updating the graphics on this. They're doing more like they're like adding content to the game. Is is hmm. what they're doing? The graphics are actually decent for now. I mean, they're not. Are they? I haven't ever. Yeah. Uh, I've never played it. I've I've of course seen some screenshots, but sometimes it's kind of hard to tell from just looking at. It stuff. was a very good game for its time. Like uh, most of my friends played that series. Yeah, that's, that's what I've heard. It's a uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty famous, it's a pretty popular uh, CRPG. Yeah. Uh, it's coming out on Windows, OS X, iOS, and Android, and it's kind of unclear. It it, it looks like it's coming out on Linux as well. Uh, oh, thank God. It, it's gonna have six expanded. Hey, don't don't trash talk Linux. It's got six expanded quests, sixty new items, uh, the Heart of Winter and Trials of the Lure Master expansions. 31 new classes and kit combinations from Baldur's Gate 2. I don't huh. know if we really... I guess it's... That's kind of... We're jumping titles here? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, uh, a new race, 122 new spells from Baldur's Gate as well. Nice. It's got... Well, this is, this is actually really sweet. It's got cross-platform multiplayer, uh, mm. which, sound, which, which sounds to me... That's, that's kind of the most exciting part about it to me. Uh, a new, it's got a kind of, it's got a story mode difficulty setting, which basically makes it like easy as hell to play. Uh, and the weird thing about it is though, uh, so there's a Q and A basically, it's basically like an FAQ, but they call it a Q and A on their site. <laughs> and, uh, it says, or I might, maybe that's just my own notes and I wrote it down weird, but anyway, in their in their in their fact on the site, it's that there's one of the questions is when 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 will Icewind Dale Enhanced Edition release? Because they don't have any dates for it listed anywhere. It says Icewind Dale Enhanced Edition has entered beta and will release when it's ready to ensure the best experience oh, for players. But listen, then it says likely within a month. Huh. <laughs> we'll see. It's like such a PR answer, and then like it's like a little kid went in there and was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna fix it for him. Like, yeah, anytime I look at games, I saw the like, papers on Daddy's desk. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> so, found that kind of weird because like they're saying that within a month they'll determine. Oh, I guess it's 100 percent ready. Let's ship it. <laughs> so is it gonna like? Are they um? Is it gonna be downloaded from like a website or do you have to pay for it? Like what? Well, both. Okay. Well, I wasn't sure if. Okay, I guess I was. I wasn't sure if they like were working with a specific producer or anything, like GOG or Steam or anything. Uh, I don't think so. As far as I know, I mean, it'll probably be on both. I don't think they've. uh, I I would imagine. You know, actually, I know for sure it's going to be on Steam because I remember seeing like a Steam icon on their uh, website. I would be surprised if it wasn't also on GOG. It seems like you can probably get it like straight from them as well. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, like the, the iTunes or the, the, the app, the app store, because it's on iOS and the Android store for Android. Uh, I don't know the details on that though, but I think it seemed for sure, probably, probably other methods for, for PCs as well. I would assume. Cool beans. And finally, a new guy has set the all-time high score in what game? Tetris. Nope. Super Smash TV. No, uh, Donkey Kong. Uh, oh. 
So you know, there's a, there's been that sort of famous ongoing rival between uh, Steve Weeb and Billy Mitchell. Yeah. Of course. Blake actually doesn't know what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Jake is a Mitchell's scrub. a dick. I mean, Jake. 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 Wait, Jake's so, a combination of Jane. <laughs> I think that's not. I don't even think that's the first time I've said that. What, uh, Blake? What'd you say about? What'd you say about? Well, Blake? Mitchell's a dick is what it boils down to. <laughs> Billy Mitchell is a dick. He's kind of an awesome dick. <laughs> he, uh, I love, you gotta love a guy who wears American flag ties regardless of, like, just 100% of the time, all the time. 100% of the time, all the time. Am I, am I right? I mean, you gotta, uh, give, you gotta I give mean, him that, at least. I, I, sure. Why not? Sure. Um, so, so those two have been sort of like the back and forth forever. Uh, then there was another guy that sort of came out of nowhere, I think, a few years ago, and he got the uh, high score. And now this other guy just, like, basically came out of nowhere and beat that high score by 3,200 points. Uh, his name is Robbie Lakeman. So, uh, there you go. New Donkey Kong high score. I, I have I... to... You have to... Like at some point, they're pretty much gonna like they've pretty much maxed out the. They'll optimi- optimize it and completely max it out. Yeah. Yeah. Like I do not see how like somebody because like even like those like the two original guys, at least for at least Steve Weeb, that was like what he did. That was like all he did 100% of the time, j- just about, was practice Donkey Kong. Good lord, man. And like, so he got. You know, if he got to that level, and then there were guys beating him, like I don't like, it's good. It's kind of hard to imagine like somebody else coming in now and beating this new score that just got set. I think last week, like I wouldn't be surprised if this was the final high score. That's crazy, man. That is like absolutely crazy to think about. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Um, and you know what? I think that's all the news we got. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. That was a pretty good news day. Yeah, it's pretty good. News day or news day? News. Okay. News, actually. News? Oh. Like the... All right, let's talk about games. <laughs> Video games. Yeah. Jake? Jake, you want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Wow. Uh, you're also clicking really loud, Jay. I'm sorry. I don't know what you want from me. Did you stop clicking so loud? I don't know how. You're a behemoth. I am, actually. I'm a massive kid. Uh, who wants to go first? Jake. <laughs> Blake, well, you want to go? Ahead, Jake. Jay went last time. Blake or me should go, yeah. Uh, when do you ever go first? I think you yeah, should. Whenever do you go first? I don't mind go. I can go first. I, I think I, go first. Probably the last time I went first was when I did Kingdom Hearts, because I, like, had to get it all out. Oh, my God, you raged for, like, 45 minutes straight. <laughs> you really <Yeah>. <laughs> Biggest rager in North America. Oh, good. man. Episode 9, if you want to check it out, if you're, if you're listening to this and you haven't heard me rage. No, no, don't encourage that. Kingdom Hearts yet. Give them a good episode. That was the first good episode, I think. Yeah, it's true. It was just funny, though, because you were just going off. I played Arcanum, uh, a classic, well, a CRPG it nice. came out in 90, I want to say 96, maybe later than that. Something around this. I could be just, I'm probably, like, I'm basically pulling this out of my ass, so don't believe anything I say. Uh, Done. The, for- <laughs> the, 
The full title of the game is actually Arcanum colon of Steamworks and Magic Obscura. Yeah, I actually have this game. Um, it's one that I'd like to get around to at least trying someday. I bought it through GOG. I've heard uh-huh. uh, one of my roommates is like, he he loves the game, so. Okay. Yeah, I remember, yeah, when I, I bought this at a GOG sale, like, not that long ago, and I remember uh, saying something about it, and you told me that you had it also. Yeah, I've heard amazing things <sighs> about it. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good stuff about it, too, and so I decided to give it a shot. Uh, the title is so weird, but... Um, so, so as far as the gameplay, so it looks like, like graphic wise, it looks sort of like a, like Diablo two or something like that. The fidelity, not the, not like the actual art. It's a much different like theme or is a significantly different theme, but just kind of like the fidelity is like, it looks like that. It's like, that's kind of what the visuals look like in general. Uh, it does as the, as the title suggests, it does take on, uh, like steampunk elements. It's like a, it's like a, uh. A mix of Jay, you're so clicking your phone. I'm sorry. What do you want? I hate you. My headset or my my microphone is like in Africa in Take, comparison. All right, pick up the mouse. Are you holding it? Yep. All right. Do you have the? All right. Wrap it around your neck. Uh, all right, I moved it another foot away. So anyway, it's a it's it's a mix of steampunk and fantasy elements. So there are like orcs and gnomes and elves and things like that. But the setting is not just, like, pure fantasy. As I said, it's steampunk. So there's, like, uh, like trains and there's guns and the general kind of, like, uh, mid to late 1800s kind of, like, uh, setting and, and clothing and that kind of stuff. Right. The top uh, hats, the long trench coats. The kind top of thing. hats, the long trench coats. Nice. So you start the game. Uh, at the beginning of the game, it starts off, you are in a, uh, a Zeppelin. And these orcs flying these crazy little steampunk airplanes come and shoot the Zeppelin down. And you crash, and there's only two people left alive. And uh, the other guy, it's you and one other guy. He comes up and he says, you have to give this ring to the boy. Uh, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't, he doesn't, it's, it's like one of those kind of stupid setups where like it's, he could very, he could very easily have said the person's name that you're supposed to take it to. <laughs> But in order to keep it all cryptic and create a mystery, he just says the boy, even though you talk to him for like five minutes. Uh, so you get this ring, and then the guy dies, of course. And as as you're walking off, <laughs> what an uh, answer! <laughs> he dies, of course. I mean, that's just the way it happens. Spoilers. Uh, and then after that, some other guy, some guy comes up to you, and he was like, "Did you survive the crash?" And you're like, "Yeah, everybody else died, though." And he basically thinks that you are a uh, sort of like uh, a god in like uh, well not, depending on the race you are human form or, or you know celestial or, or, or you know you're a god who's you're God's version of God on Earth or whatever. Say okay. God one more time. Races version of God, you mean? <laughs> yes. Well, okay. he thinks you're God. But right. taking the form of somebody on the on Earth. Okay. And so he kind of like. He sort of like is worshiping you, but he's also like helping you out and like helping and like telling you what you need to do and that kind of stuff. And also like all of a sudden like people are trying to kill you. So like once you meet him, you you, you basically go one well, screen I mean, over. Oh God! So. Yeah, there yeah. One screen over, and there are these guys attacking you because uh, you don't you don't know why. So <laughs> you're kind of thrown into this crazy situation. You don't know why this guy thinks you're God. You don't know why this guy gave you the ring. You don't know why. 
They shot down the Zeppelin. You don't know why everybody else is trying to kill you. And that's where the game starts. And then, obviously, you're trying to, like, figure out the mystery, starting with finding the, the person who the ring belongs to. Um, so, really, one of the, I, I, in my opinion, the coolest thing about this game is the flexibility you have in creating your character. And that's kind of what I've heard a lot of other people praise about the game also. Like I said, there are lots of... You can be, like, a gnome... Uh, or like a half gnome, or a half orc, or an orc, or I'm I am a half ogre, and there are backgrounds that you can select, which are sort of like classes, but not quite. You can basically pick. There are tons of different like spells and skills and abilities and stats, so you can really like you can really take a lot of different ways you want to like create your character. Uh, the backgrounds there are 33 different backgrounds that you could choose for your character. And they don't restrict you to, like, any any given skills or spells or anything, but it's more like these are the kind of, uh, like, uh, boosts you get or, like, the perks you get from this class. And some of them come with penalties as well. Some of them come with, like, special things that aren't necessarily stat boosts, but it's kind of like no other class can do this or that. Uh, couple Like, so a few examples were Sold Your Soul is one background where you're, like, super powerful, but you're evil and nobody likes you. There's uh, Raised by Snake Handlers, where I think you have, like, a lot of charisma and you're immune to poison. Uh, there's Only Child, which I don't even remember what the, what the like, stats, what, like, what that does. But And there's Magic Allergy, where you just cannot, like, get close to any... You cannot have any magic weapons whatsoever. But, of course, you get boosts in, in this or that other thing. My, uh... The background that I chose was Special Person. The description says you suffer congenital brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you pick special person, your guy has an intelligence... Well, it also, like, if, it depends on what race you pick, like, what your actual intelligence is. But you obviously get a huge, like, hit on what your intelligence is. I picked special person and went with half ogre, which has the oh lowest... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> As Blake... Uh, as you can probably, as you can obviously tell, has low intelligence anyways. So my intelligence was two. And when you have a character with intelligence two, it actually affects the dialogue. So your guy will just like walk around saying stupid shit to people. Like, like, ice cream. (laughs) Like, pretty much. Like, there was one character that I was talking to, and I don't even remember the context, but one of my dialogue options was... Now me go me, me like you me. What? Like it was like actually some things where you don't know what he's trying to say. Usually like you walk up to somebody and be like, me find this, what you want me do, and they'll like say something, and then like your guy will be like, uh, I'm sorry, me stupid, I don't understand. <laughs> and so <laughs> with special person, it's like so obviously your guy is incredibly stupid. You basically can't use me. Ma- I mean like you could try to you could create a wizard character if you want, but it would be incredibly difficult. Um, the the perk of being special person is that, like, if you do something good, then people will, like, praise you extra to make you feel good about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, they might be more apt to, like, give you a little extra gold or, or, or you know, and little things like that if you do, like, a quest for somebody. Um, that is so awesome. <laughs> oh, and on top – so I named I, I named the uh, my special person half – Ogre. His name was Mosenbread. 
And on top of that, I actually forgot to capitalize the M at the beginning of his name. So wow. <laughs> that kind of went perfectly. And uh... I kept on – so when you start off the, the Zeppelin that you get shot down from, it's like kind of like a nice fancy thing that you're on, and he's wearing a tuxedo. So I left the tuxedo on for the rest of the game for, for, well, the, for the entire time that I played it. So Mosenbred, a two-intelligence half-ogre wearing a tuxedo running around with a sword fighting people. That is fantastic. It was Did pretty awesome. That is fantastic. My class was special person. Oh, oh that's your. I thought that's that was your, like a perk. That's well, that's your background. There's, there's, that's that's the closest thing there is to a class. Okay. I, yeah. I built him as a just like straight up like damage dealer. Right. Um, okay. He actually was not very resilient because all my well, at least when I started off, most of my points were in strength, which doesn't really help you much defensively. And uh, it's hard to find uh, armor that 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 uh, half ogres can wear because it says like they're too large. So like most armor doesn't. You have to find special armor that actually fits them. Yeah. And plus, I wanted to wear my tuxedo anyways all the time. <laughs> so, like, he, he got killed pretty easily in battles, but he could also like dish out some damage. Um, and so so the game is supposed to be really open to where like you can do like. There, like the the first village you go to, there's you talk to the constable and he asks for your help because there are some thieves or some like bandits or something, and they've basically taken over the bridge and they're charging like exorbitant fees to anybody who wants to cross over the bridge. So you have a few options. You can, if you're strong enough, you can go and just kill the bandits, and then you can cross the bridge and then like also like you'll get a reward from the constable for killing them. Uh. If you don't want to do that or you can't, you if you have a character who's good at, like, talking and, like, you know, like, a, like has good sort of, like, diplomacy skills, you might be able to convince them just to let you pass. Or you can, uh, like, go to the thieves and do a job for them and they'll let – and, like, if – like, they'll give you this task to do and then if you do that, they'll let you pass. Or you can just pay the fee, which is, like, basically all the money just about that you can earn at that point in the game and then they'll let you pass. So, like, there's lots of ways <laughs> – most things. Um, what happened with my playthrough was I actually, this specific character that I made, I actually got stuck in a lot of situations where I had very few options. Uh, very few, like, uh, like plausible options that, like, my character, character could actually do. So, like, you also have evil and good. Like, if you do good things, you kind of, like, build up renown, sort of. And then you can do – if you do bad things, then, like, people won't like you and stuff. So I wanted him to be a good – I was kind of doing him as a good character. But what happened in this first part of the game was I eventually had to, uh, like, do some evil acts. Basically, I had to rob a bank and then, like, kill some innocent people in order to get, like, whatever it was that I needed to, uh, to get past the thieves. Because I could – even though, like, I built a straight-up, like, damage dealer – the thieves were too strong, and they would kill me before I could kill them any time if I tried to, like, kill them to, to cross the bridge. So, like, all I could do was, uh, like like I said, rob this bank and do some other stuff to get enough money, basically, to pay them to let me pass the bridge. Um, and then this also sort of screwed up my game later on as well, because the half-ogre, one of uh, the things about half-ogres is that people don't like them. Uh, so some people, like, just won't talk to you. Now, that was sort of counteracted a little bit by a special person. <laughs> like, if I could get somebody to talk to me, then eventually yeah. like, they would uh, give me extra, you know, stuff, and, and they would, like, like me and give me, like, you know, stuff to do. 
But, like, there were a lot of uh, NPCs in the game that would, like, I would try to talk to them, and they'd say, uh, I don't associate with your kind, go away. And that's it. And you can't get them to do anything else. Mm. So, I actually got, st- I-, I played about 8 to 10 hours, I'd say, and I got stuck because I was not strong enough to, uh, I had to level up quite a bit. Like, the stuff that I was trying to do, I just kept getting killed, and I went and looked at it. Uh, I went and checked out a guy, and most of the things said, you need to be, like, level 25 to get to this spot, and I was only, like, level, or to get through this area, and I was only level, like, 15. So I would try going around and, like, doing things to level up, but I literally got to a point where most of the people who, like, would give me a quest that would help me level up, they would not even talk to me. (laughs) Really? Yeah. So I couldn't get the quest from them. So, like, I think what the game was trying to do in this case is, like, you just sort of have to go out and, like, fight mobs. Because, again, I was, my guy was just a straight-up, like, fighter. And Mm -hmm. the problem with that is it's really hard to just, like, find random mobs. Like, there aren't many places where it's just, like, go and, like, grind in this area and you'll find lots of, like, wolves or whatever. It It takes a lot of traveling to do that. And then, like, you'll find, like, one or two wolves... And then fight them and kill them and get like a little bit of experience jack and still hear your damn yeah. mo- your damn mouse. <laughs> this sorry. is just time. So and so, there's not a whole lot of places where you can do that. So that's basically where I, where I ended up getting stuck. I like came to an impasse where I was just gonna have to like spend hours like fighting one wolf at a time Ugh. until I leveled up because I couldn't get any. I, like I got a fair and I like I got a fair number of quests, but like even with all the ones that I could get, it was not enough. There were just too many that I could not get people to give me. So that was where I kind of got screwed. Uh, the game is really, really detailed. Like, if you go to a town, there will be, like, lots of buildings. And, like, there's lots of different people's houses that you can go into and talk to them. Lots of different stores. Lots of places where, like, people, you know, like, might give you a quest or something. One thing that I thought was particularly uh, funny, and, like, and, and also just, like, a really good example of how much, of, like, how, like, much detail they put into the game to make sure everything was kind of like, to, to kind of like fl- uh, get the world completely fleshed out. So, for example, uh, there's this one. So when I got to this, the second like main town that you get to, I went into a brothel, and the lady brought out all the girls, and she was like, "Well, you're a half ogre. We charge extra for that." Uh, and it was like too much. It was like too expensive for me. And she was, and like this wasn't something that you have to do, by the way. It's just like there's just a brothel, and I think you maybe get experience points if you like <laughs> for you know, like one of their times or so. Anyway, they were like, this is how much they cost and all that, and like it was all like basically more money than my character even had. And so like I got my guy to say like, uh, like me no have money. And so she said, well, we do have uh, a sheep named Bessie. That's only, like, 25 gold. <laughs> and, like, I was like, no, I, I'm not interested in that or whatever. And she said, well, there is one thing. One of our uh, girls lost a necklace at, uh, like, s- this other guy's house. And she's afraid that his wife's going to find it. And all. And the necklace was really important to her and all this stuff. If you can find her, her necklace, then we'll, like, you know, you can spend some time with her on the house. So I went to, and, and did this kind of, like, mini quest and found the, found the girl's necklace and brought it back to her. And they were like, oh, thank you so much. All right, let's go back to the room. So you actually follow – it's, like, all actually part of the building in the game. So you – the girl starts walking to the back. You follow her. on your, And you can see, like, what's in all the rooms. It's, like, top down. 
if if a door is closed or whatever, it doesn't really matter. You can still see like what's in every room. As I'm following the girl back to her room, one of the rooms had a sheep in it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> It's just walking around with hay. And then, like, so, like, it was pretty funny. I went into the room with the girl, and she was like, all right, let's go. And then the screen, uh, <laughs> and then the screen goes black, and it turned back on, and my guy was passed out on the floor, and, uh, all his endurance was gone. <laughs> oh, man. So, pretty fun game. It has a lot of cool stuff. I sort of screwed myself, I guess, with the class, and, well, with, the, I guess, mostly the, the uh, race that I picked, but kind of the race and class combination sort of screwed me. Um, the fighting is, is the combat is, is uh, it reminded me a lot of actually fall, the original Fallout, which I did. I was thinking that the entire time you were talking about this game. Actually, yeah, I've heard character. it's very similar, especially like being able to play a dumb character. Uh-huh. Like in the original Fallout, you're, if you were, a, you've played a dumb character, there were actually like ways that it was designed so like you're supposed to be able to play a dumb character. Like, right. There are special things specifically for that. Yep. Um, the 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 combat is just like Fallout also. I hated Fallout's combat, but they actually do it a lot better in this one. Like, huh. the, the battles don't take... It doesn't take, like, 18 turns to kill a rat. Um, right, yeah. Some of them do take a little bit of time, but it's like you're actually making progress during the battle and also you can you can you can change out of turn based to real time and it actually goes pretty quickly if you do it that way huh. so they they really handled it a lot better uh one thing that i sort of got stuck on all the time was like i said you have in, you have uh, endurance and you and you have health as well a lot of times i would run out of endurance before i ran out of health uh and my guy would just pass out and then everybody would just like kick him until he was dead <laughs> so, like, that kind of sucked. It got kind of like a little bit weird that way because endurance you lose when you when you attack and when you get hit. So you really got to make sure that you've that you put a lot of points in there. And every time you level up, you only get one point to put into one stat, and that that's for learning spells too. So you can learn one of like a million spells, or put a point into your attack, or put a point into strength, or put a point into health, or put a point into endurance. Or dexterity or whatever. Did you like, spam endurance? Like, yeah, I basically did. I, like, I got like, I kind of was going back and forth between endurance uh, and dexterity and health. And like, huh. but but it but since you only get to do one thing at a time, it takes a long time to get your guy to where like he's kind of viable. Yeah. Uh, as far as being able to like handle himself, and the guy that you're with. Uh, will heal you. You can you can get other people in your party, but that was another problem of being the half ogres. Nobody wanted to uh, join my party, so it was just me and this guy that worships me the whole time. And so uh, it was like I said, it was I sort of ba- I sort of like cr- cr- cornered myself with the character that I made. I can see how the game had a lot has a lot to offer and probably would have been a lot of fun uh, if I had a better class that I could keep going with. But I don't think I'm probably gonna. Uh, I'm not really planning on playing anymore with it. I think I've kind of moved on. With that class or the game in general? The game in general. Okay. Like, it was fun. It's a good game. I would recommend it. But don't go with a half-ogre special person. <laughs> special person. Oh, Robert. There you go. You heard it from me. Cool. Neato. So how was the music and sound? You know, that's a good question. I don't really recall... The music. So it wasn't that good. <laughs> it must have not been that good. Like I don't, you yeah. know. Eh, yeah, I must. 
I, I, like, not bad, but I don't, it, I don't remember it at all, so whatever that tells you. The, um, the sounds, the sound effects and all that, they were fine. Nothing, nothing special, really. There's a lot of, the guy that's following you around, which he can die, by the way, which is really interesting. It's one of those games where anybody can die. Like, you can, like, any mm-hmm. NPC can die. The guy that's following you around can die. If you let him die and you just move on, you're really screwed because then you've lost your healer, especially if you're a class like mine. Um, he also, like, will comment on, like, stuff you do. Like, for me, he was always getting frustrated with how stupid I am. And so he would start to, like, like yell at me, but then he would, like, basically remember that he thinks I'm God, and then he would apologize real quick. That was kind of... <laughs> but, um, yeah. Really good game. Just don't just don't pick that class and race combination. It was fun. To, it was fun seeing like what kind of stupid. I wish I'd written down like a, some more of the stupid things he said because he really said some pretty good. Like, like pretty much every conversation started off with, like, "Who are you? Me, stupid." <laughs> I am dumb. <laughs> yeah. Mm. There you go. Cool. What do you guys think about that? Uh, sounds great. Me or Blake or Jake? You. Jake. <laughs> yeah, Jake. Uh, who wants next? Blake went second last time, so Jay, you gotta go second this time. Okay, okay. Um, so this week I wanted to play something more arcade-esque as opposed to an RPG. Um, so I think both of you guys have actually played this. I think I've heard you, I think I actually got the title from you guys. Um, if not, like, a lot of times when I look at lists of, like, top 100 games for, like, Super Nintendo, it's always, like, somewhere in the middle. And I'm always like, I always see it, and I'm like, oh, that looks fun. I should try it sometime. So I ended up playing Super Smash TV this week, or last oh, two. Oh, nice. Oh, sweet. Yeah, and I actually really enjoyed it. It was it was a completely different uh, style than what I normally play. So um, I actually really really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I didn't understand what people like. Are you trying to mimic me right now? <laughs> yeah. It's you're doing a good job. <laughs> Can you not do that because that's like really distracting. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. Sorry, I'm sorry. Are you? I don't think you are. <laughs> no, I'm not at all. Yeah, no. It's okay. funny. I thought it was. Um, anyways, so I always see people talk about this game and um, like the kind of humor and, and people always talk about like the sound effects and stuff. I had no idea what, what what any of that meant, and I started playing it, and I was like, the soundtrack is pretty humorous, but like what the the characters say and like when you pick up items and stuff. It's freaking hilarious. Like, the first couple times I was playing, I thought I had a video playing in the background or something, because I'm always doing, like, 90 things at once. And then I realized, like, it was actually just, like, 100% part of the game. And I was like, okay, well, that's kind of, like, super random. <laughs> um, the actual gameplay is essentially, like, um, you have, like, an overview, or, like... So, you're on a game show, and you essentially... Um, it's very arcade-esque, so you have you start out with like a weak gun, and you, there's there's rooms full of enemies you have to clear. And as you clear them, you slowly pick up more and more items, and you can get like power ups like missiles and and bombs and different things like that. And you essentially have to clear rooms, and at the end, if you complete the entire first series, then you fight a boss. And then if you beat the boss, you go to the second, you go back to the stage, and then you have to clear more rooms, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I'm actually curious, Blake, have you ever beat this game? Um, I think so. I would imagine so. Like I was reading, people are saying like if you play it enough, it's it's not super duper yeah. hard, but yeah. Okay. Um, I cleared the first boss, so like I I played maybe like three hours so far, um, and it took me like two or three tries to beat him, but it wasn't too bad, at least on easy. 
Um, but essentially, like, the, the overall gameplay was, was really fun. It was frustrating at times when I, I didn't understand. Because, um, like, the, the first couple guys you face are just, like, these things called grunts. And they basically just run at you. You kite them, and you shoot them and kill them, et cetera, et cetera. But then, like, I didn't realize what these one guys are doing. They shoot shrapnel everywhere. And I was just getting completely destroyed by it. And I thought I was dodging everything that they were doing. And I was getting so mad because I was like, why am I dying? Like, Because there's just so much stuff going on on the screen at once. And, um, like, as you progress through it, so you fight, like, the grunts. There's uh, the shrapnel-type guys. There's, like, these snake-looking things that are just, like, coiled up, um, like, sphere objects that, like, kind of chase you down. And um, it was uh, it was very hectic the first couple of times. So I'm not, like, the biggest arcade-type person, as you know, Robert, after... Our little vacation. After I kicked your ass in every single game. Oh, played. my God. Do you want to play your hockey again, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think I'll play a little bit more. It's it's more, obviously, not my style necessarily because I'm a big RPG person, but it is a definitely a nice break from spending 15 hours on an RPG and barely getting anywhere into it. <laughs> yeah. It's a good time so far. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, I remember this game, but I don't I don't actually know if I if I played it. Really? Yeah. I can't really, I really just can't remember. But I know what game you're talking about. Oh, yeah. It was for Super Nintendo. Yes, it was. I believe it was, well, it was, it was an arcade game as well. Like, I don't know if you ever played it, like, actually at, at the actual arcade. I'm not trying Oh, to I don't think so. Okay. I wasn't trying to be a smart ass, I promise. Okay. I believe you. Dude, I don't think you do. <laughs> I do. You don't believe me now. But yeah, um, some of the power-ups are really cool, though, because, like, there's, um, you can get, like, one where you, uh, you shoot, obviously, like, bigger bullets and stuff like that, but there's one where you shoot, like, bombs, but it's weird because you, like, shoot them in, like, this, like, tiny cone shape, and, uh, it's, like, really powerful. There's, like, rockets you can get. My favorite one so far was, like, this one where it looks like these, like, big-ass, like, shuriken-looking things, like, float around you, and you can just, like, run at enemies, and they're, like, flying in a circle around you, so you just, like, run at them, and it kills everything. I was like, first time I got it, I was like, oh, I'm just going to use this forever. And then I lost it. And I was like, oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. It's, so uh, what do you give it out of 1,000 points? Zero to 1,000 points. Uh, 699. Okay. It's pretty good. It's not bad. It's an all right it's, score. Yeah, it's a, it's a solid rental. It's a weekend. solid Yeah, you want to go to Blockbuster later? <laughs> yeah. How do you remember those days? What was the uh, worst game you ever rented from Blockbuster? Ooh. I don't um, know. That's tough. I yeah, know I that's really shitty-ass games, too. <laughs> I one time rented a PlayStation game, and I don't remember what it was called, but you start off in a uh, in a prison cell. Okay. You're trying to figure out how to like break out of the prison cell. And you uh, look in your inventory, and your guy has a grenade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that's Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> yeah, it's the Snake Side Stories. Yeah. Man, the hate is strong with you. I love you guys. I feel like something Metal Gear Solid re- related happened recently. Something, something Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. But I think I'm just making it up, actually, probably. That's also very likely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Like calling you out on your shit. <laughs> Is that all you got? Your solid snake shit. Dude, you only went, like, one-tenth as long as me. You gotta talk to Yeah, me. every time I do that, I'm, like, one-tenth of you. 
45 minutes to complain about Kenny Martin. All right, Robert, I think we can move on. No, you need to understand, this war was fucking stupid. <laughs> it was. It took me that long just to talk about how stupid the game was. I had to I had to warn the our listeners. Yeah. Yeah, Robert. That, that's what our listeners got from it. You think I do this for the fame? I think you do. Yes, I do. <laughs> Jesus, do wait, call me out again, dude. <laughs> like, two for two right now. All right, Blake, what'd you play? Oh, I didn't. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> Top fives. Uh, all right. Uh, I, play- <laughs> uh, I played Fantasy Star 4. Ooh. One of my favorite retro games. Jay would have known that if he'd been watching your stream. Right. Oh, or we talked about it right before we got in call, Robert, you jackass. <laughs> he just... Wow, the call-outs. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, I played Fantasy Star 4. We talked about it on the cast a little bit. It was the game that I gave to Jay for the last Christmas special. So. Whatever you want to call it. Uh, if you don't know what it is, it's an old Genesis RPG. Uh, it's... Actually part of a series, unlike the Final Fantasies, the Fantasy Star games up until uh, Fantasy Star 4, they followed this uh, overarching kind of narrative of things that are going on in this world. It's a JRPG style. It's uh, turn-based. It's not active time-based like, uh, say, Final Fantasy 6 or something like that. And it is... Maybe of the same quality. It's almost the same quality as Final Fantasy VI. Uh, it's got like one or two wow. shortcomings that hold it back a little bit, but it is definitely way up there in the quality. Damn. It's way, way ahead of its time for storytelling and uh, just general ideas. Uh, so like I said, it's a it's a turn-based RPG style, and when you go into these battles... You've got your five characters, or or however many you have in the party at the time, and you get to assign them whatever commands. Uh, The cool thing about this game's gameplay, though, the combat, is that there are these combination attacks, which this is the first game I can think of that really had this happen. Uh, And what it is, is that, like, say you've got three people in your party. One of them knows a fire spell, one of them knows a lightning spell, and one of them knows the ice spell. You're able to have them use these spells, and if they all are used right next to each other, back to back to back, they do a combination attack where instead of each of them casting their spell individually, they join up and they do a big-ass spell. This one in particular is called Tri-Blaster, and you blast all of the enemies on the screen instead of just each of you hitting one enemy individually, and it gives you some bonus damage and all this stuff. Uh, So that works. There's a fort. Different combination spells, I think. Jesus. And they all require different spells from different characters. Some of them are very specific. There's a couple of them, like Firestorm and Blizzard, that you can make with like five different people that you can recruit without the, uh, throughout the game. And in theory, it's very difficult to get these combination attacks off. Because, like I said, you need these two characters that are using these two specific spells or these two specific kinds of spells to act. Uh, one after the other. Oh, okay. So they actually have to go, like, you almost have to sync them up? Yeah. Okay. That sounds hard as hell, right? Well, Cause, like, yeah, because the enemies what can if go One of them has, like, 30 agility, and the other has okay. 50 agility, and then a monster attacks uh, yeah. between the two of them. And so if That's somebody attacks in between, then that cancels it? Yeah. Okay. 
But the way that you can get around that is that they're the other system that this game introduced uh, called macros. And you're able to assign a series of directions to your team, uh, and it's uh, you save it. So when you go into battle, you have uh, the fight command where you go in and you choose commands for everybody to do. And then right below that is the macro command, and then the last command is run. Uh, the macro command, you go in there, and it brings up this submenu where it's got your eight saved macros. And with that system, you're able to specify what order everybody on your team does a specific thing in. So with that, you can say, let's say you have uh, three people. One of them has 50 agility, the next has 40, and the last has 30. Uh, and you want the people with 50 agility and 30 agility to do a combination attack. The way that you can do that is like you could have the person with 40 agility go first uh, so that they're not waiting until the other two act uh, and then have the other two go. And then you can also have it so that uh, the person with the lower agility goes first. And what that basically means is the macro at that point is telling your team that they can't do anything until the person with the lowest agility has acted. Uh, because of that, by the time the person with the lowest agility has acted, it's almost a perfect guarantee that the enemies aren't going to interrupt his attack and the next person's attack. It does happen sometimes, and I'm not sure why exactly, uh, but it's a very, very rare occurrence. And so using the macro system, uh, you're very, well, much more easily able to set up the combination attacks. And uh, that's one of the things that adds a lot of interesting, cool depth to the gameplay of the game. It's not a system that you have to take advantage of. Uh, you don't have to use the combination attacks or the macros, but it adds a lot of depth to an otherwise pretty average kind of JRPG. Uh, the other thing that makes this game so cool, uh, I mean, there's a ton of shit. Uh, so, all right, again, let's go back to how progressive... Well, hey, can I, like, can I ask you a question real quick? No. Okay, go on. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> question. Uh, so... So you said the the attacking and the combination of that stuff change it from being otherwise average. So those apparent, but you said this is a really amazing RPG. Well, so they add a lot. Then it sounds like. Well, it's not just that that adds a lot. I mean, the combat specifically would be okay. a very typical, very okay. average affair of just we've got a couple spells we can use. We've got revive spells. We've got heal spells. Okay. We've got elemental affinity spells. And without that, the combat system doesn't have a lot else going for it. It has a little more because it's got two different resource pools for almost every character. You've got your skills, and all of the skills draw from your technique pool, which is basically it's the same as magic points. Or, I mean, you have techniques, and they pull from your technique pool, your technique point pool. Um, and they all draw from that one same resource. It's basically magic points in other games with a different name. And then the secondary resource is skills. Uh, and each skill has its own pool that it draws from. So let's say the main character, Chaz, he has a skill called uh, Earth, and he has a different skill called Crosscut. By the end of the game, I was able to use Earth 23 times and Crosscut like 16 times. And if I used one of them, it didn't decrease the number of the other one that I could use. Okay. Unlike, say, heal spells, which, uh, like, the same character, he has some heal spells, and he has some uh, holy kind of element spells. And they both draw from his technique point pool. 
whereas the skills are completely independent. They each have their own pool, uh, even independent from each other. So I think that also does help add some really cool uh, ideas to the game, but it's not anything wildly revolutionary either compared to like the combination attacks at the time and the macro system. Uh, the other stuff that makes the game great, it's got some really, really cool storytelling. It was probably the first game that had any kind of cutscenes, uh, but they're not normal cutscenes. Like, nowadays we think of, like, uh, FMVs and stuff like that. And Final Metal Gear Solid. Solid. Well, yeah, the entirety of Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> We're talking about good games, Trevor. <laughs> but what this game does is... Obviously, back then, this is still a Sega Genesis game, by the way. Back then, at this point, there was no way we could have those kind of cutscenes available on our consoles. What this game does is, anytime it goes into an important sort of cutscene, it cuts away to uh, a different-looking screen, where it's got... Uh, it's basically a black background, and then it has little manga or comic book images... Uh, it's like the same idea where it's got the squares set up so that it kind of progresses through a story. And then as the plot's developing in that cutscene, it'll have a new box pop up to show you something new. And the way that it does it is just really, really cool and adds a lot to the way that the game is able to tell its story. Um, I always thought that was a, a great feature of it. It's also got uh, the first, uh, to my knowledge anyway, the first really cool female character uh in Alice Brangwen she's she's like she's not a bitch but she's really tough <laughs> and she pushes she pushes a lot of other guys around like in the first uh like 15 minutes of the game there's this professor that's got these monster tubes set up beneath uh his uh uh university and you find these monster tubes up there and then you guys go back up and she like grabs the guy by his shirt and is threatening to beat the shit out of him if he doesn't tell her what's going on. Cool. Uh, so she was a super progressive cool. character, especially for that time. Uh, but actually, earlier in the series, Fantasy Star 1 starred the first, to my knowledge, uh, female protagonist. I think it predates Metroid. Really? Uh, but she's easily... She's definitely one of the firsts, if not the first. Wait, Fantasy Star 1, what console was that? Yes, um, I take it if it if you're saying it pretty. It much. was the uh, Sega Mega System or whatever. Well, wait, when did Metroid come out? Uh, Metroid was eighty eighty six, something like that. So when did this come out? Uh, Fantasy Star One was like earlier than that, I think. Damn, I'm not one hundred percent on that. Yeah, Fantasy Star One's pretty old. Uh, it was definitely the first female protagonist in an RPG. Like, that's no question at all. Uh, what else about Fantasy Star 4? Uh, the music is like the last thing I want to get to. I guess the overall story is another great point. The overall story and script of the game is really cool. Uh, the script I won't talk about too much. There's not too much to say about it. It's good because it's very... There's times where, like, it's meta. It doesn't end up taking itself too seriously all the time. Uh, like, one of the characters that joins your party is like, hey, don't go after the big bad just yet. It's still really early in the game. <laughs> That's funny. And contextually, you can take it as him. Like, sometimes people are like, 
oh, it's still really early in this game, and it's not like referring to a video game. It's kind of a metaphor. Right. <laughs> and so they can play it off like that in the story of the game. But the really good part is, like, even the main character kind of reacts like, what? What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> the problem... That's good. The only problem with the script, because everything else is actually really, really good, the biggest problem is the main character, which sucks. Uh, the main character, Chaz, is a complete putz. Uh, so, Jay, back me up on this. In Kingdom Hearts, mm-hmm. Sora Uh-oh. is like the worst main character. Oh, yeah. Thanks, okay. Especially early on. Especially early on. I can back you up, too. the thing about him that sucks is that all he does is go around and go, what's that? Yep. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> How do I do that? <laughs> That's Sora's entire character. When he's not... That game. When he's not mo- just sitting there moping. <laughs> <laughs> and that is exactly what Chaz does for, I want to say, 90% of this game. <laughs> and it is the most infuriating thing. The only thing that makes him a little better than Sora is that he's not voice acted. So uh, you don't have to deal with Haley Joel Osment going, <laughs> what's a darkness? <laughs> Aside from that, it's like the exact same character. I never thought about that, but that is 100% accurate and it's hilarious. <laughs> What's that? What's that? And, <laughs> it is. I've noticed it too, and I was like, "Oh my god, how did that make it out? How did they publish that?" Um, the other thing that's kind of stupid is that uh, the the love story at the end of the game is it just it doesn't exactly come out of nowhere, but they basically set it up just two or three times throughout the rest of the game. Like these two are interested in each other; <laughs> they're gonna end up together. Like, oh, all right, thanks for whatever, douchebags. Uh, so those are the only big glaring issues with the script. Aside from that, really, really cool storytelling. The other thing that's really cool about this game is that, like I said, it takes place in the same world, the same universe, as the last couple games in the series. Uh, well, all the previous games in the series. Fantasy Star 1, 2, 3, and 4 all build on the same world, the same story. Uh, so in Fantasy Star 4, it's kind of like, Jay, I apologize in advance, uh, it's kind of like Fantasy Star, or, it's kind of like Metal Gear Solid 4. <laughs> and, and what I mean by that is with Metal Gear Solid 4, what they did, what Kojima did, it was supposed to be the end of the series, which he'd said, what, three or four times now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And with Metal Gear Solid 4, it seemed like he was not full of shit that time. Yeah, that was like, this is it, okay. Yeah, the reason that it seemed like it was such a, a wrap-up for the series is because it had all these major tie-ins to the previous games. Uh, it had all these references, all these little nods to the previous games in the series. And that exact same th- thing happens in Fantasy Star 4. Like, even just going around and talking to some of the characters, uh, like some of the NPCs, the unimportant people standing around in towns, they'll make references to things that are happening in your playthrough that are actually <laughs> references to the previous games. That's pretty awesome. And it, like, really it just cool. builds up through that, through the entire thing. And I am not very familiar with Fantasy Star 1 through 3. Those have their own huge slew of problems, unfortunately. Um, 
But fan- the fact that Fantasy Star 4 is able to reference all those things back, uh, including like the major plot points, not just, hey, did you hear about this cool piece of equipment? I heard it's really strong. <laughs> it actually it, – it brings all those kind of references together to make like a final – uh, conclusion. Oh, yeah, I, I almost. <laughs> uh, it makes like a final conclusion to the entire series that it's that's built up through these other three games. And I was, uh, I had a lot of people in my chat. I was streaming this over on Twitch, and I had a lot of people on in my chat that have played the previous games. And so I kept asking them. I was like, "Hey, wait a minute, is that another reference to something else?" And they were like, "Yeah, yeah, it is." And I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Just like that." Yeah, that's it. I probably once or twice. Uh, like, I don't know what else to say about the game except for the music is some of the best. It's the best music on the Sega Genesis. There is no other game on that system that even comes close to how good Fantasy Star 4's music is. What about? Nope. The Sega Mega Sackback. <laughs> funny enough, that's actually what I was playing this, uh, <laughs> when I played Fantasy Star 4 through. That's funny as hell. I was playing it uh, for anybody that's out there that wants to buy the game. Go check it out on Steam. You can get it through the Sega Mega Classic Pack, whatever it's called, uh, and just pay it through there. It's like four bucks. It's nothing too expensive at all, and I do recommend it. It's a cool sci-fi JRPG with some uh, decent fantasy elements as well. Very highly recommended. It sounds um, pretty awesome. You you really like this game. I fucking love this game. I don't yeah. know the last time that I played it. <laughs> But it's been too long. I've wanted to play it for a replay it for a very long time now. And for me personally, the quality of the game is almost at the same tier as Final Fantasy VI. A couple things like uh, I think the biggest things that hold it back is uh, the script and a couple of hiccups in the overall story. Uh, Chaz being such a putz of a main character and uh, Final Fantasy VI doesn't have anything quite as glaring as that. That's about it. <laughs> uh, you know who else sucked? Titus. Oh, well, yeah. That's Let's true. I like what you said about the combat. Like, it sounds like the, how the combat system works, like with the combined attacks, because I feel like there are... And, like, even up till, like, somewhat recently... Too many RPGs where, like, you can do a combo attack, but, like, the two characters' combo attack is basically exactly equal. Or the same as doing it individually. Yeah. I think that is so stupid. That's one of the things I don't like about Chrono Trigger. That pisses me off. Because there's almost never any reason to do it unless it turns a, uh, like, a single target attack into a multi-target attack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. That's what I was just thinking. Or if it's like yeah. the one where it heals all your guys. Yeah, exactly. Which is basically yeah. the same concept. Yeah, same concept, but healing instead of killing. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. It sounds like a really amazing game. Uh, I'm a, I didn't like think that I would be interested in this, but I might actually try it out at some point. I really do recommend it. Uh, if you like JRPGs at all, it is a great entry. It's not as grindy. As I was worried it was going to end up being. That's good. Um, like, it, was, it didn't end up being grindy at all, I didn't feel like. I grinded at the end of the game because I was trying to do... I was basically trying to make sure I was able to finish it uh, today on cast uh-huh. without resetting and game-overing. Uh, I 
spent maybe an hour leveling up, and I don't even think I had to do that much. As long as you do the extra content, you won't be under leveled. Uh, the hunt. Oh, you know, one of the other things I do want to mention. Uh, it had a great side quest system because it was all collected in one place. Uh, Chaz is a hunter. And what that means is he goes out and he helps people. Uh, he kills monsters, basically. So like you're part of the hunter's guild. What? Like a bounty type system? Yeah, it's pretty much a bounty hunter kind of system. Uh, but it plays a very, very small part to the actual game, except for the mm-hmm. side quest stuff. And what it is, you go to the hunter's guild, you talk to the lady behind the counter, and she's like, we have these jobs listed for you right now. And they give you the synopsis on where you're supposed to go, who to talk to, and all that. And there's... Uh, eight side quests through there, I think. And I just thought that was a really, really cool system and a great way of doing it. Does it take a while to get going? Like, is it one of those RPGs where the first few hours is like... Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say so, actually. No? Like, there's a, pun- there's a bunch of interesting stuff happening, like, right away. Awesome. They, intru- they introduce you to the Act 1 boss. Uh, when I was talking about Alice Brangwen going up and roughing up this professor... Like, he tells you about the Act 1 boss right away. Okay. So that's in the first 30 minutes of game, probably. How long did it take you to finish? Uh, I was around 21-something hours. That's not too bad. Yeah. Uh, I checked it out on howlongtobeat.com, and they said it's, uh, for just the main story, it's about 25 hours. And I oh, did main good. story and all the side stuff wow. in about 22. So you did pretty quick. Yeah. Well, they usually, that's, I've played the game before. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Oh, okay. So, uh, those estimations are usually for first time playthrough. Like they say for a completionist, it's gonna take 38 hours. And I don't know, like, I guess they're assuming, like, Jay, you say that as if, like, all your favorite games don't take 100 hours to get on. Yeah, I mean, but for a game that, like, I know nothing about, I can't imagine spending that much time playing. Yeah, <laughs> just saying. Like there's certain games that like, like seventy hours. I don't know where they're getting that number for completionists. They must be talking about like leveling up way too much. I guess. I don't know. Like maybe min maxing your characters or something. Yeah, but like even getting to level ninety nine isn't going to just take an extra thirteen hours. So I don't know. Whatever. They have weird numbers sometimes. Okay. Overall, 25 hours is a pretty accurate estimate for a first playthrough, I think. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Jay, what are your, what's your thought on what Blake had to say? Uh, I think Robert's a big jackass. <laughs> Concur. <laughs> okay. I hate Titus. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. Um. All right, then. Sounds like we... Uh, we had some uh, overall pretty solid games this time. I didn't, I got kind of fed up with mine, but it was a good game overall. I didn't hate it like I have on the past like forty five episodes. <laughs> and you guys yes, are too. What was the last game you liked before that one? Oh, uh, that's actually a pretty good question. I'm gonna hold on. I'm interested now. I'm gonna pull this up. Oh Jesus! Look what you did, Blake. Pulling up. I'm just pulling up our website. Okay. Just whipping it out, dude. Uh, I, well, actually, uh, two episodes ago, Kung Fu, I liked. Oh yeah, that's right. The game you bought when you were here. It wasn't anything. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't fantastic, but I enjoyed it. It Takes like seven minutes to beat uh, on the playthrough that you beat it, but you know, not not a bad little. 
Or Seven minutes, up. 38 hours. Pretty close. But, uh, yeah. So there, there's, there's been plenty that I like. Just happen to have also been a lot lately that I don't like. Fuck, fuck King's Quest V. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you were not happy with that one. Nope. Um, okay, you want to move on to top five N64 games? Yep. Okay. We should have done top 64 just to make it... Ha, 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 Okay, so are we doing the typical uh, leave out the obvious ones? No. We're not doing that? <laughs> so we're keeping the... <laughs> are we or no? I kept... I, I picked the best ones because in 64 there's just so many freaking amazing titles. But there I, were I, three extremely obvious ones. That do you want to just say them now so we can all just kind of scribble them off then? Yeah, like, let's do, do that. Honor- Is that all right? Do honorable mentions? Yeah, we can do honorable mentions right now. Just... Well, well, these okay. weren't... This is an honorable mention. This is, like, basically top three, and everybody already knows they're going to be top three, so we're going to talk about games that are more okay. interesting to talk about. My, okay, so the top three obvious ones. Ocarina that, of Time. Ocarina of Time, Mario 64. GoldenEye 64. 64, GoldenEye. Yep. And, yeah. Yes. That's it. Okay. There we go. Well, exactly. Well, shit, i got to find one more game. I've got four. Okay, we'll start. And I was going to use one. <laughs> we'll start. Jay. What's Number five, again? that's not GoldenEye or Mario or Ocarina of Time. Number five. Um, I was a huge fan of Pokemon uh, growing up, and when Pokemon Stadium came out, I almost flipped my fucking shit. <laughs> so my number five is Pokemon Stadium. I legitimately almost peed blood. Like, I was so excited when Pokemon Stadium came out. I don't know about you guys, but... what is How does this game work? Like Pokemon is- Stadium was the stupidest game in existence, but... <laughs> okay, was, thank uh, you. At least we can agree on that. It was so fun for if you were a big fan of Pokemon, though. But essentially, you picked, you had your Pokemon, and you would battle them, and it was turn-based. And it was, like, so amazing to get to, like, control Pokemon and get to see, like, the sick graphics. And Oh, man. I almost put Pokemon Snap, but I thought Robert would make fun of me. So I don't know we're what that is that either. Anyway. You don't know what Pokemon Snap is? <laughs> What's that? Tell me. No. I don't, you don't even know. Like, what are you, you tell me, Blake? I want to know. You take pictures of Pokemon. <laughs> is it like you basically... ride around? It's like a theme park ride, <laughs> and you take pictures of Pokemon. Yeah. So it sounds sort of that reminds me of those old uh, like hunting games on PC where you would literally stare at the screen until you saw like a deer's head poke out from behind a tree or something. Yes, and instead <laughs> yes. of shooting it with a gun, you shoot it with a camera. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, it sounds pretty amazing. All right. Okay. Um, that's a good one. I like it. My yeah. number five is 1080. I Actually, just like, it's. it's a snowboarding game. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. There's, like, a race mode, I think. and But the main one that I, my friends and I always played were, like, the one, the tricks mode, where you'd, like, go through a course and, like, try to, like, get points from doing, like, mad tricks along the way. Mad uh, tricks. Yeah. I, think I, yeah, I was going to say, I think I remember this game. Holy shit. Yeah, you would, like, it would have, like, different button combinations to do, like, you know, this or that kind of trick, and, uh, like, you would try to pull off a 1080, but it was, like, really hard to do it, but every once in a while you'd pull it off, and it would just be, like, so awesome. Uh, it was just, like, a really, like, it was actually a really solid snowboard trick game. It was really fun. That's cool. Especially if you were, mostly if you were doing multiplayer. 
I feel like N64 had uh, quite a few of those games where they were decent single-player games, but if you played them with other people, they were, like, on a different fucking level. Yeah, like, so like Go- even GoldenEye. Like, whoa, 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 you're not going to bring that up again, buddy. No, like, GoldenEye, like, it was had an amazing single, like, single-player campaign, but, like, multiplayer even basically blew that out of the water. Yeah. Like, it was pretty crazy. Uh, we may have missed one of the obvious games. Do we want to eliminate one more? That's uh, what it is. Super Smash it is. Brothers. Uh, we we can eliminate that if you want. I wasn't. Yeah. I never got into Smash Brothers. What? I put, I had, that's in my li- That's in my like top ten. But I didn't move it up because I figured somebody else would mention it. Look, I, I the mean, only, yeah. I didn't even play it until uh, GameCube, and I didn't really care for it that much on GameCube. Hmm. What the hell am I listening to right now? My complaint, like my complaint. <laughs> Is the only is basically the only complaint that I've heard other people say, but like it just affects me more for whatever reason. Is that like it's just too fucking random, and like you do a guy, you like kick a guy off a ledge like a million feet, and then he just does five hundred billion double jumps to get back on the ledge, and then it just keeps going. Like, is he complaining about? Super I, just, I don't. I don't understand the game. Basically. <laughs> okay. That that's what you should. That's what you should have said, and just not said anything further. I mean, all it's right. Baseball bat mode, where you got to hit the fucking like. <laughs> that was so fun, dude. That was whatever the hell. Yeah, how can like, you hate on that? No matter what you do, it goes two inches. No, what? Or backwards. You are so bad at video games. Yeah, you are. You probably just pissed off like everyone. I have. This is why we get those reviews on iTunes. That happened <laughs> on the Kingdom Hearts episode. They're all gone now. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Uh, well, all right. So we'll just make my number five Smash since I've already said it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. Uh, Good game. Really fun game to play with your friends, beat each other up uh, as icons of Nintendo. Honestly, I was actually probably not going to get the game until I heard that Ness from Earthbound was in it. Oh yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm in. I'm sold. <laughs> you got my attention. I'm buying it now. Uh, I, I don't even know if anything needs to be said about Smash. It's the original party fighter kind of game. Uh, fun to play with friends. You could have up to four players at once. You can play as Pikachu or Captain Falcon. Hey, guys, Falcon Punch. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Falcon Punch. <laughs> Jay, number four. Is it my turn already? Damn. Yeah. Uh, number four, Paper Mario. Um, I'm a big fan of the Paper Mario series. I really, really enjoy even the newer ones. Uh, I've played, I think, all of them, but the, but one of them. And uh, first time I played a friend 64, I really, really enjoyed it. It's super duper fun. I think that would have been on my list if I've, but I haven't. I still haven't played it. But really? It looks all, it looks I'm fun. actually, funny enough, I'm starting my playthrough, my first ever playthrough of Paper Mario tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> All right, you like then. that? You like that, Jay? I am so happy right now. <laughs> yeah, you sound ecstatic. Bro. I don't know what you sound like, but it's kind of creeping me out. Yeah, Robert. Yeah, it is a little bit. I got to be honest with you. Are we just gonna? <laughs> Well, I, I guess that's the end of the episode. I don't know. It works every time. Whenever I do an awkward silence, I'm I'm waiting until one time I'm going to do it, and both you guys are going to, like, 
Just leave the call. You're, you're going to call me out on it by not saying anything, and it's going to be left up to me, and I'm going to be the one who eventually says, all right, I give in. We got we to gotta, – somebody has to say something. But you suckers always fall for I actually like a quality <laughs> podcast. So. There you go. I can edit it out afterwards. Because, you know, just, every single person was like, wait, did my speakers just die? That's like, why I do it. I usually cut the, the, the awkward silences, like, in half. Because I'm afraid <laughs> someone's going to be like, what the fuck? And I'm just like, turn it off and think the rest of the episode. Well, I guess they're done. <laughs> they just, that, was, turn it, that was the actual end of the podcast right there. <laughs> we didn't even get through the top five. We just stopped. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Jay, Robert, what the fuck is your number four? F-Zero-X. Okay. I don't really, there's not really much to say about it, except for one night, my friends and I had an F-Zero-X jumping contest. We found this one part on one of the uh, courses where if you're going backwards and you got enough speed, there was this huge jump you could do. And, uh, and you would just jump like way, really far and you could possibly land on another part of the track, like, if you got far enough. And the good thing about it was there were these little poles on this part of the track, so we could actually count the poles and, like, keep track of how far we had jumped. And then so one person would do it a few times, and then another person would do it a few times, like, going backwards on this one track and try to jump off this one part and see how far we could get. And we did that for, like, hours one day or one night. So you were okay with doing that, but <laughs> you couldn't hit a punching bag with a baseball bat. <laughs> Correct, because I couldn't okay. figure out how that even works. Hey, like, you know, at least under I was like, I gotta accelerate, and when he hits this jump, he goes flying. It wasn't like I smash as many buttons, however, like in any different combination I can think of, and no matter what I do, he taps the thing with the baseball bat, and it like falls over right in front of his face. Your putts. Some people are just special needs, Robert. You know, even if yeah. <laughs> You're depressing me. Right, let's just let's, let's just move along. F Zero X was a good game. It had okay. <laughs> I love Blake. Lots of okay. <laughs> okay, Robert. All right. Well, so my number four. Now that he's done, uh, let's go with WrestleMania 2000. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Hold on. I Did think you just, on... are you trying to hate on the old Wrestle games? I'm pulling because those up. were godlike. Who, who's hating on it? I it Robert sounded like he was hating. No, I'm pulling it. No, 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 no. I wasn't hating. I was like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure he said be. nice. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just okay. I, I. All right. All right. It sounded a little sarcastic. Okay. WrestleMania 2000. Uh, one of the old, cool wrestling games. Uh, it was a lot of fun. They had their own character creator. You got to throw your friends around and suplex them. It was uh, great. Though I the I didn't play this one, but I did play the uh, WCW one. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. But I don't remember what it was called exactly. Is probably uh, WCW Monday Night Nitro or something. Probably yeah. Or oh, just yeah. Nitro or WCW Mayhem. Oh, I or... think it was uh, WCW versus NWO World Tour. World Tour, yeah. That was mine. See, I wasn't big on WCW. I, I really see. I, I liked WCW yeah. when I was little. Well, you're wrong. Um. <laughs> NWO, your for, sucks. NWO for life. Who's your favorite? And you know, I didn't even start liking wrestling until I was in high school. Yeah, and, pretty much me too. Really? Like I never yeah, liked it. Like seventh or eighth grade for me. Okay. Yeah, I was. It was probably like that's funny because for me it was probably like tenth or eleventh, which was probably about the same time. Because I think you're what like three years younger than me or something like that. 
Uh, I don't remember. Anyway, like, and I liked it for like two years, and I was like, what the fuck have I been watching? <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite uh, wrestler? Uh, it was Austin. Come on, it was Stone Cold. Oh, come on. Come on, what? Stone Cold was godlike, don't hate Mine him. was Booker T. He was so awesome. He would break dance before he like did his finishing move. It was called the uh, the Spinneroony. The Spinneroony, yep. yep. I have no fucking idea what either of you guys are talking <laughs> just about. Just look up Booker <laughs> T. Just look up Booker T. Right now. No, Spinneroony no. on your loud ass keyboard. And he had awesome uh, like music, like intro music too. That was good. Hopefully. All right, so Jay, what? You're number three. Uh, number three, Perfect Dark. I'm amazed that, that it actually hasn't been listed. I'm guessing it's higher. Well, on your... it's probably higher on somebody's list. Yeah, that's what I was, what I was assuming. It's got to be higher on your list. Uh, Perfect Dark, similar. Uh, it was FPS, correct? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Th- first person, not third person. Yeah, it was first yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was co-op, correct, Blake? You could yeah, play co-op they did have co-op. Story. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it did. That's right. Yeah, yeah, co-op was, like, my favorite part about it, actually. Um, I spent... They even uh, like, had co-op in the challenges for the game, actually. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, so, yeah, there yeah. were... For the multiplayer stuff, uh, there was also 30 challenges that the game had that you had to finish to unlock all of the, like, bot AI mm-hmm. and, I think, all of the weapons for multiplayer, too. There were a shitload of, like, unlocks and challenges and secrets and, like... Just tons of stuff like that. Like it, like it was GoldenEye 2.0 with all yeah. the extra st- stuff that it had to unlock. It was it pretty cool. Definitely was. Yeah. I really, really. I, but personally, I enjoyed it more than GoldenEye. Hate, hate if you will. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, my number three is NBA Hang Time. This was basically this was basically like NBA Jam 2.0. Uh, it was actually made by the same people who made NBA Jam, but, like, they didn't, they had, like, sold the rights to the name NBA Jam to some other company, or, uh, I guess at this point, or something like that. But it was actually, it was basically the same thing, but they just made it a lot better. Um, one of, like, the main thing that stood out to me was you would, you could create a character, and, like, that guy was on your memory card, and it was, like, your character, and he, like, you would like uh, increase his stat. I think you could increase. You would increase his stats by winning and stuff. But if not, it was at least like you would customize the way he looked and like that was your guy. And you could take him and you could like play against one of your friends. And if you had your memory card, like you guys both could use like your own guys and play against each other, which is really cool. Just kind of have like your own persistent character when you were playing games against your friends. And you could make like an alien looking character and stuff. And Jay, my uh, my guy, my character was a clown. Ugh. It's not that good. It was a really, it was a really awesome game. Yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not comfortable right now. <laughs> All right. Then. All right. Blake. Um, I'd actually like to say I don't have Perfect Dark on my list. Wow. Wow. I never played it all that much. Wow. Uh, by the time it came out, I think I'd moved away from the people that I played GoldenEye with a lot. Wow. And yeah, shut the oh fuck up. Oh my god, I'm muting him. <laughs> so I just never got into Perfect Dark. I never owned it. So really? yeah, just never played it all that much. That sucks. Wow. 
That's what we're gonna start doing, Robert. You piece of shit. Uh, I hate you guys. Uh, wow. All right, for my next goddamn game, let's go with uh, my number three. Will be the only racing game I can think of that I've ever liked. Cruising World. Wow. <laughs> God damn it. Sorry. Oh, why do I ever, ever get on this podcast with you assholes? <laughs> Cruising World was a super fun game. It had cool unlock system for the cars and everything. You'd unlock new cars and all this crap. And the maps were you, – you went all over the globe. And then on one stage, you even go to the moon. Oh, shit. Wow. Uh, it was a really cool racing game. I don't know. I had a lot of fun with it. I played it with uh, one of my cousins a ton and had a total blast. Love the game. I just I was looking at screenshots of it. I like this game, too. And one of the <laughs> screenshots, uh, I don't know if this is, I don't know what this is. It looks like it's another version of the game that was never released, but one of the cars is a truck with a pool in the truck bed. And like <laughs> bikini babes in the pool. <laughs> yeah, it's a really it's got that kind of silly humor in the game. Yeah. I don't remember if that truck made it into the release or not. But it's it's a little it's over the top. You go to the moon in one of the stages, so what does that tell you? A lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, Jay. Wanna talk about uh, what tells you for a little while? Uh what? 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 Go. What? What am I going with? What do you think? Number two? Yeah. Come on. Majora's Mask. Come on, Blake. Number... <laughs> it would have been my number one, but I know it's your number one. I didn't want to take that away from you. <laughs> Is that a real question? Bastard. I still love you, Blake, just not as much. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh... <laughs> But I want to I hear what's so good about Majora's Mask, because I actually never played it. No, we're not going through this again. I, Go we, listen we to one of the old episodes. Go listen to one of the old we episodes. We haven't talked about it. All we've talked about is how bad Blake, Blake hates it. Like, have I talked about... I Didn't I play it for like one of the earliest ones? Oh. I don't Blake, think you did. You've talked about it a lot, and I'm going to have to talk about it in the future when I get the chance. There you go. So, Robert, you'll have to sit tight. Okay, I'll <laughs> sit tight. Number two is Star Fox 64. Uh, there we go. There's one that should have been removed. It was a really you good. Sound so happy about it. <laughs> Number two, is Star Fox 64. That's how I would feel wow. about this. Wow. <laughs> it was uh, it was an awesome uh, like shooty shooter. It was not. It was actually not as good. I don't think as the Super Nintendo one. But as I've talked about this on the podcast before, like I really got hooked on this game for some reason for a while, and I played the hell out of it. And uh, it was still like. I played it much more than the quality of the game warranted, but it was still a, a very good game. And it was my number two. Except for if you do, unless you count GoldenEye or Mario 64 or Ocarina of Time. They're ahead of it. You like Ocarina of Time that much? Yes. Have you played Ocarina of Time? <laughs> no. Oh my god. <laughs> Have you? Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with it? You? you said that like it was a stupid question or something. It is a stupid question. Why would you ask me if I thought I thought that I thought that's what we were doing right now was asking people stupid fucking questions when you asked me. Wow. About... Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> Blake, why don't you go and get us out of this? Yeah, game? all right. So my number two game, and I think this would actually be my number one, but I've already kind of touched on it a little bit. Uh, but my number two game is going to be WWF No Mercy. Ooh. Another wrestling <laughs> game, and maybe the best wrestling game of all time. No way. It takes everything about uh, WrestleMania 2000 and its pure improvements across the board. Better character creator, uh, better roster, uh, better everything. The rings, the arenas that they give you, everything is one giant improvement in the entire game. So good. Well, damn. Yeah. Robert's a fan. <laughs> He's a damn fan. Dan fan? Are you a Van fan? Huh? Van Dam fan? You Van Dam fan? I'm a Van Dam fan. Are you a Van Dam fan? <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now. Are you a Jet Li fan? I'm a Jet Li fan. <laughs> Alright, Jay, what's, what's your number one? What was that? Uh, my number one. <laughs> uh, my number one is Mario Party. Um, I'm uh, surprised we didn't put this on our list. Wait, was that a... Uh, uh, really? Uh, you don't like Mario I do Party? not like Mario Party games. They're what the hell? So... Do you have friends? I'm hanging out with you assholes, aren't I? <laughs> I said, do you have... Are we friends? Are we friends? <laughs> not anymore. Not after you put Mario Party as your number one 64 game. <laughs> crazy. I really enjoy playing Mario Party. Are you kidding me, dude? I spent so much time playing this game and hanging out with my friends. Like, are you? Oh, my God. I still play this game today, like, on 64. One of my friends, I go to his house all the time. We play Mario 64, Diddy Kong Racing, and yeah, Perfect Dark sometimes. But are you kidding me? You really hate Mario Party that much? It's like I the do. Best I really hate it because... Mario Party game ever. You stepped on mobile squares. Here's a star. Fuck well, yeah, there's definitely RNG. But the thing that's nice about it is, like, when you play with people <laughs> who aren't very good at video games, a.k.a. most of my family, it's nice to play with them because there's some RNG factors that come into play. Like, Model Brother, he is a special child, and we would play, and I would shit-stomp him, and then he'd be playing Mario, and Mario just randomly is walking and lands on a star space, and then his next turn lands on a double star space, and it's like, <laughs> it's frustrating, but it's also very fun because, you know, he's excited and whatever. <laughs> got, you can't take good. life so seriously, Blake. I, 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 yeah. I, I do I like... I can. I have to say, I really like your reason for liking the game so much. I'm glad. Uh, okay, my number one, take a guess. Oh, Jesus. Metal Gear Solid? Metal they Gear didn't even release that on the 64. Metal Gear Solid 64. <laughs> that game sucked, dude. It was the worst one in the series. Take another guess. Bomberman. Nope. Uh, Perfect Dark. Oh, uh, really? I didn't know yeah. that Hell yeah. Oh, man. My friends and I used to play this. There was a summer. Wow. There was a summer. <laughs> <laughs> Like just got you back 100% for everything that just happened. <laughs> there, there was a summer where we did a lot of, where like for the summer our job, me and three click, of my click, friends, click, click, click. we did yard work for my dad. And lunchtime we would come inside, get something to eat, and sit there and like right after we finished eating, you know, while we were waiting like a little bit to, before we went back to work, we would play Perfect Dark multiplayer. And we were basically just end up playing that for the rest of the afternoon. It's such a fun game. Like, oh my god. I was so 
when I started playing the game, I was so happy. Like, I could not believe how much fun it was. It was, oh, just, like, all the different weapons, and it had, like, interesting weapons. It wasn't just, like, this one shoots faster, and this one's more powerful, and this is a rocket launcher. It had, like, the turrets that you could set up, and it had the uh, sniper rifle that could shoot through walls. Yeah, like the railgun. Yeah, the railgun. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, it was just a fucking awesome game. I, I, I'm i going to throw it out there. I like that game way more than I like Goldeneye. Like, I know I, you guys are pretty it. Okay. I know you guys know I'm not a big fan of Goldeneye, but, like, holy crap, that game is so good. Yeah, I loved Goldeneye for the same exact reasons, but as Blake said, this just, like, outdid it in every way. It, like, just was everything but a hundred times better yeah. and, and on what was already good in the first place. I just love playing the levels and getting stuck and then just sitting there and trying to figure them out. Like, oh, God, that game's so fun. Yeah. It was really good. Not that this is my number one game. I'm surprised neither of you guys said uh, Mischief Makers. Did either of you ever play it? Nope. nope. Oh, wow. All right. I always hear that it's like a pretty popular uh, 64 game. So I figured, I know both of you guys like 64 quite a bit. I figured you guys yeah. have played it. I've nope. never seen or heard of this game. I'm looking at it right now. All right. That's pretty funny. Hmm. Like Jerry Seinfeld funny or? <laughs> I like Metal Gear Solid. What's the deal with Mischief Maker? <laughs> oh my god, that's good. I love Gear Solid. So my number one is actually a multiplayer game, sort of, but it doesn't share the same name with the other versions. Uh, my number one game, just because it really deserves a spot, it deserves more love, is Mega Man 64. Oh, yeah, I'm not surprised, actually. Uh, yeah, that game is so much fun. I put a lot more time into the PlayStation version of it, uh, which went by the name Mega Man Legends. But Mega Man 64 is an absolute blast. It's a third-person shooter. I think it might be my favorite third-person shooter. I can't think of any that are higher up there for me, unless you count Metal Gear Solid as one, which, no. Unless you count really. as a what? Third-person shooter. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. it's it's really not. Yeah, I'm I'm having a tough time thinking of any others in general. Uh, so it's really hard for me to think of some that I like better. It's a cool game. It's a spin on the Mega Man series. It takes Mega Man, puts him in a different place. Uh, you're not fighting robot masters. You're exploring this big open overworld. There's all this cool grinding for money that you have to use to like do all these different side quests, to upgrade all these different weapons that you find. Uh, there's this cool act exploration aspect uh, where it's... I guess it's kind of Metroidvania-esque and that you need some, uh, some specific weapons to be able to get to these different secret areas and open all these shortcuts and stuff. Uh, it's... Uh, very heavily based around the exploration. It's got a really light-hearted, fun story until the last 30 or so minutes of the game. Uh, super friggin' great game. I gotta replay that sometime. Sweet. Sometime soon. Jay. Hi, how are you? <laughs> what Nintendo 64 game do you hate the most out of any game for Nintendo 64 that you ever played? Oh man, that's tough. Um, Blake, what about you? I think uh, most people uh, say Quest 64, but <laughs> I actually uh, enjoyed that game. So. See, I almost jokingly put that on my list too. <laughs> what game do I hate for N64? Probably Goldeneye, just because of how overly hyped it was. 
Well, fine. Better I'm gonna say I'm gonna Better say Smash Brothers then. That's fine. Dude, right. You can have your opinion. Don't think it wrong. Just <laughs> yeah, joking. I can't really think of any that I hate. I was just wondering if you did. Um. I just hate I every mean, time I go to somebody's house and be like, oh, let's play Gold I'm like, Jesus, I'll just fucking go home. <laughs> For me, it's probably either Majora's Mask or, since you mentioned it, Quest 64. Quest 64 is a fucking abysmal game. So great. So Great storyline, great introduction. Graphics are amazing. Gameplay is balanced. <laughs> Strategy in the game is unbelievable. <laughs> the dialogue. Oh, bastard. Out of this world. Uh, looking at some of the other games right here, just kind of skimming through, I can't find anything worse uh, than either of those for me personally. <laughs> I don't like uh, Rampage 64. It's boring as hell. Remember we played? Yep, we played it. Yeah. Uh, so boring. Did you guys ever play the Turok games at all? Oh, yes. That's like a bad Turok? thing? Really? Yeah, it was huh. bad. Wow. No, I, it was, I couldn't even, like... Oh, it was so boring, and I couldn't even. I don't really? even. I don't even think I ever figured out how to get past the first level. Are you sure that you just don't like games because you can't figure <laughs> them out? This is the second one in a row. You've been like, yeah, I hate this game. I uh, I couldn't do anything. This wall was there. Well, did you try turning around? I couldn't figure out how. <laughs> I I just put the controller down and walked away. I said, fuck it. I went and. Fucking play my Xbox. I looked in my inventory. There wasn't a grenade there. I didn't <laughs> there was no grenade, and I quit. They didn't even start <laughs> me off with a grenade. Did you guys like? So y'all like Turok? I was, I was I didn't like it. I just uh, was wondering if you guys had played it. Really, I played it a little bit. I was never a huge fan. I like as far as first person shooters on the sixty four went. It I played Goldeneye first, so yeah. I, wasn't the multiplayer like really shitty? It was okay, but it wasn't. I think the multiplayer on Turok 2 was alright. Huh. I think, if I remember correctly. But I only played that, like, at a friend's house, so I wouldn't, I don't really know. Alright. Uh, so, so top, next top three, or five. Or whatever it ends up being. Or whatever it ends up being. Is it gonna be like five with this caveat that you can't pick these games? <laughs> I've got well, the kids eighteen ninety to start with the letter A. Go. Oh my god. I don't even know what you just said. Um I'm gonna ignore it and pretend Abba it's Zabba. Uh Aladdin, are you kidding me? Uh what was the question? What is our next top <laughs> bullshit? Alright then. You're muting that out. Huh? You're muting that out. <laughs> no. Please. Um, I've actually got one that I want to do for next time. Okay. Can we do top three or or probably needs to be top three. Top three orifices. No My idea was to do top three classic game tropes that you hate. So like things that would. This is what I have to work with. Okay, English major. Like common characteristics of games, of classic games that you hate. Like, like you could say, uh, like I hate how our, how all RPGs did this. Ended. Like, yeah, or like you could say, like <laughs> the kind of like the classic one is uh, 
I hate how all, all RPGs start you off as a farm boy and then you start off fighting rats. Because that's how every single RPG begins. I actually like that. I like killing rats. I have a problem with them. The, my point is, that's what a trope is. Is it like an artichoke, or is that different? <laughs> Have some artichoke dip. <laughs> you could say, uh, and so my like my idea was to have anything gaming related, not not even necessarily in game. Like for instance, you could say, uh, I hated the like oversized boxes that like any CD game had to come in. Right. It, can you stop saying all the good ones, please? And just those can... were not those were not good ones. Those were just. Uh, that was a good one. Can we do that? Or is this one okay? Because I can we keep. Can y'all think of three? Probably. Yeah, I can think of two right now. So I can think of. Oh, I got my third one. <laughs> okay, well let's do that then. We'll do three. Okay. We might not do three. If, if we come up with five, we'll do five. How about that? Can Jake and I come up with three together for the same <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Blake's gonna kill somebody. Like how much would a bet he goes on his stream and he's like. Hey, sorry guys, I had to go do this stupid fucking thing. <laughs> Don't even listen to it, it's awful. Oh, God. Um. Cool. Well, speaking of awful. Uh-oh. This podcast is wrapping up. Let's talk about mail. We got oh, one, no. we only got God. one email again. It's starting to dwindle down. I'm scared. Oh. You need to start posting on Reddit more, Robert. Well, the last two times, we got downvoted to zero. Really? Why? Because <laughs> I think people are sick of me just, like, saying, hey, here's the next episode. For a while, everybody was, like, cool with it, but I think we've outstayed our welcome as far as doing that. Okay. I got some other I got some other ideas, though. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. You know, what you know, talking about, Robert? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. i got to pull up my email because I forgot to have it ready. And this is why we get downvoted. Unprofessional Robert Ring. Verification code is... Alright, hold on. I gotta send me a verification code to my phone. Second. Oh my god. <laughs> These working conditions, though. Here we go. I got my verification code. Sometimes I'm on a different browser than I usually use. So what you guys do today? Worked a lot. I haven't slept like at all this week. I did this shitty podcast. Sucked. I did too. Um, okay, here we go. So you remember I was talking about that Star Trek game uh, that cost a hundred dollars, and I couldn't, and I like didn't, I could never, I couldn't find any information about it. I just remembered it like from when I was little. Like I remember oh, seeing yeah. it in the store. You remember me talking about that? Oh yeah. Uh, Willie from from the Chuck and Willie's Book of Mormon Stories podcast. What says I will. <laughs> I believe the game you're looking for is Star Trek Judgment Rights. I recall it being close to $100 when it came out. I bought the version that contained 11 3.5 floppy disks. It seems that it took the better part of a weekend to decompress. The game was epic and worth a look. 100 bucks. Thanks, Willie. I actually really appreciate that because this is bothering the hell out of me that I couldn't figure out what game this was or what it was called. Or whether it was good, which apparently it was pretty good. That's impressive that he knew it. I know. Oh, shit. I'm pretty impressed. Oh, I didn't say anything else? No, that was it. No, I'm sad again. Um, <laughs> 3.5 floppy disks. How about, how about those, huh? Oh, yeah. How about those? How about it? 
Well, hey. I guess that's about it for this episode of the Classic Gaming Podcast. Hooray! Jay, quit typing funny things into our chat. Oh my god, you think I'm joking right now? We're done. Um, Hang around for the next episode of the Classic Gaming Podcast. The what? Jay's going to do something fancy, I know. I'm going to do a headstand. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're going to talk about our uh, least favorite tropes of classic games. Um, Oh, shit. Uh, Off topic, happy ending. Jay, go. What's yours? Um, I'll, I'll edit like 90% of the past five minutes out, by the way. Don't that's all good. I am on the verge of finally having a full-time position in esports, and I am super fucking excited. I am currently negotiating terms for a full-time employment with an esports position. Nice. I have a boner the size of my forearm. Can you tell us more about it next time? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I just can't right now. Um, based on the Skype chat, I thought you were about to say I'm on the verge of, like, shitting my pants. Oh, I'm about to shit my pants, that too. <gasps> oh, God. <laughs> Blake, off topic, happy ending was... Um, I don't even know. <laughs> you don't have I, to... I, you know. I guess, oh, shit, hold on, hold on, we haven't talked about this. You have to, you have to talk about PAX. Uh, it, it's... Oh, yeah. Alright, so, PAX was cool. Go on. <laughs> I really wish I would have gone. Uh, so yeah, I ended up going to PAX Prime. I was hanging out in Seattle, whenever the hell that was, like two weeks ago now. Um, I had a total blast. I met a bunch of people that I know through Twitch, hung out with them. I think we got drunk every night I was there. I don't remember. You're so drunk you don't even remember. <laughs> I'm still recovering, actually. I think I'm still drunk. <laughs> Damn, that's impressive. That would explain a lot of things. Seattle, Seattle alcohol, man. Whole other level. It, it was a there was a lot of drinking going on there, especially the Twitch partner mixer. Oh man, was, dude, I love the Twitch parties. Holy fuck! Oh yeah, it was an open bar for anybody that was partnered. So shit, I had a bunch of free drinks that night. That was a lot of fun. Um, I met some cool devs. I didn't stand in line for any of the AAA stuff, like good the Borderlands pre sequel or Bloodborne. I would have liked to have played Bloodborne, but the shit out of my face. That that was a long line. Robert, look, we know you suck at games and you can't play Dark Souls. Yeah, Souls we now know that you suck at games. What, no, what I meant was get <clears throat> get uh, lines for AAA games. Out of oh, movies. okay. Well, that I can agree with. Yeah. Uh, the lines at the Nintendo booth were absolutely terrible. Uh, Nintendo, <laughs> in common Nintendo fashion, has no idea what the hell they're doing. <laughs> uh, they had, like, you know how pe- hyped people are for Hyrule Warriors, Bayonetta 2, stuff like that? They had, like, three consoles set up for each of those games, and the line for them... Like, the that's not too bad, just having that few systems. The problem starts when each of those demos takes, like, 10 to 20 minutes to play through. Oh, no, what? So, the people get to play through an entire stage. <laughs> how do you not think that through a little bit more? Nintendo. Okay. That's how. You're right, I'm sorry. It's, oh, my God, I was so pissed. I stood... Uh, in the Bayonetta 2 line for probably 30 or 40 minutes, I think we moved five feet. And then you were like, fuck this? I was like, I got a panel to go to. I'm out of here, man. Screw this. Like, I don't understand. Like, uh, we went to Disney World earlier this year, 
And there was a line, Catherine wanted to see Elsa and Anna, of course, like everybody did. Um, the line to see them and get your picture taken and get their autographs was eight hours long. God. We were, like, trying to find the end of it, and after we walk like, three miles to find the end of the line, we were like, oh, like, do you know how long this is going to be? And the lady, like, the girl, she was like, from right, from right here, it's about eight hours. And we were like, fuck you, fuck Frozen, sure as hell didn't stand in line. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine not, yeah. But, like, any, anyway, my point is, <laughs> back to what we're actually talking about, my point is, like, I don't understand... I don't understand going to, like, this is what made me think of it, because, like, at the time I was like, why would you come to Disney World? You're literally paying, like, a thousand dollars. I understand. You're, it's like, it costs, like, a thousand dollars a day, basically, to go to Disney World. You're paying a thousand dollars, wasting an entire day to stand in a line. Like, so that's what I don't, my, my point is, I don't get that about, like, the same thing with conventions, like, uh, and packs and stuff like that. Like, you miss so much to stand in line to play a game for, like, in this case, 20 minutes. Yeah. It's just stupid to me. But then again, I'm not a fucking idiot, so maybe I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> we have evidence to the contrary after today. <laughs> Sorry, I'm my rants over. All right, was that it? Was it did anything? Tell us something cool about the about it real quick. Jay, Jay. I mean, I had a lot of fun there. The Indie Mega Booth was... <laughs> Jay, just, Jay just left. The Indie Mega Booth was great. I loved a lot of the indie games there. Uh, I played Salt and Sanctuary, which is like a 2D Dark Souls. Um, I saw the Assault Android Cactus guys. They're really cool. I've talked about Assault Android Cactus a little bit before. It's a top-down twin-stick shooter. Very fun game. Uh, what else? Uh, Hotline Miami 2 was there. The new oh, Risk of sweet. Rain characters were there. Cool. Yeah, so I got to play Miami. with them. What? Um, I didn't play it, but I mean, oh, okay. It's Hotline Miami 2, so it's gonna be Hotline Miami, but new stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone else that I talked to that did play it said that it felt a little bit tighter. Oh, really? But they also admitted that that might just be because of the settings that this uh that the computer was using. That might, might not be different miss- than their home settings. Oh, okay, yeah, and that might, you know, that might not even necessarily be a good thing for that game. Yeah, it could be weird. Um, it also looks like it's, uh, they said that the AI is a lot more aggressive and a lot less stupid. Oh, really? good, because that was a bad problem. It was pretty aggressive, I thought. Like, there were just times where, like, I'd walk into a hallway, I'd punch somebody, and then nobody would care. Really? I don't think I ever encountered that. Mine was like... If somebody smells me, then a hundred guys are rushing me with shotguns. Yeah, I, no, I didn't have that. Okay. Um, cool. Anything else, or is that pretty much anything else worth talking about? Or is that um, I, I wish probably, I but gone. nothing I can think of. Gotcha. Yeah. You, you forgot it all because you were too drunk. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My uh, quick one is that I've been playing Divinity: Original Sin, and it's really a good, awesome game. Oh, nice. Yep. I need to play that sometime. I was sick. I stayed home two days from work because I was sick, and I did nothing but play the game all day long both days. <laughs> I got like 25 hours on it and didn't even really get that far in two days. Yeah, I've heard it's a pretty long game. You can put like 80 hours into it uh, and only just then be getting to the end. 
Yeah, my thing, just until recently, I have spent a lot of time basically trying to figure out how to, like, I'm sure you've heard this, it doesn't give you, like, waypoints or, like, especially, like, in missions, like, if you're, like, you start off investigating some stuff, and it doesn't say, like, oh, now go talk to this person, now go talk to this person. It's like, you actually just have to get out there and investigate. Yeah. And, like, that takes a long time. And then there was this one spot... I couldn't figure out, like, I knew where I was supposed to go, but I couldn't figure out how to physically get there on the map. So I had to spend, like, a ton of time exploring and trying to find, like, a way to get over to this other spot. So that's, it's, I mean, but the, but it's it's fun because it keeps you doing interesting things, like, in the meantime. Works out. It's an awesome game. Buy it. Go buy it. Go buy two copies of it. That's it. Okay. End of podcast. The end. Follow us on Twitter, at Class Gamescast. We might tweet something eventually someday. Send us tons of email at mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. Leave us shitloads of reviews on the iTunes uh, store. And visit our website at classicgamingpodcast.com. And I think that's it. Jay's Jay had to leave. Bye, everybody. And send us, if you want to, send us your top three uh, tropes of classic games that you hate. Yeah, hit us up. Let us know what you hated about old games. Yeah, and I'm not going to draw this on any longer, so we'll see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.